guys. Welcome back to What's Up Grimes. My name is Jen and I'm sitting here with MK. Hello, everyone. Oh, it, the sun's going down behind you. Crazy. Real life happening. It's that right fall us. time. Yeah, it's that like fall time where it gets dark and everybody gets depressed at seven, you know? <laughs> I am loving it. Um, I haven't experienced actual fall in like 10 years. So ha- seeing the blowing, constant blowing of the leaves, the trees are vibrant and beautiful. There's a crisp in the air. Oh, yeah. And we have a pumpkin. I mean, it's, I'm so happy. Oh, yeah. Fall is my favorite season. I actually have my fall candles lit. Time to podcast. Yes. Okay, guys, today we are going to talk about music, memory, and emotion because there is a lot of research behind this. We're going to start by talking about our feelings when we listen to Grimes' music, and that's what inspired me to want to discuss this and research it. So, MK, listening to Grimes' music, how does it make you feel? It honestly depends on the song, but I think when I first heard her, it kind of, it literally, like, this sounds very dramatic, but it <laughs> brace yourself. Um, so it felt like a part of me had awoken that had been asleep or anesthetized yes. for years. Because I've, you know, I always rework the same albums kind of. And, and as you age, you kind of lose sight of what's hip, you know, what's actually, you know, the, the good stuff is or where to look for it. Because each generation, like, that kind of changes. So. You know, as a grown adult person, I really kind of lost all hope for finding anything new. And obviously Grimes was not new. It was new to me. Um, and it was a basically like a divine intervention. That's how I felt too. Because like you, I hadn't listened to anything new in years. And I listened to her. I put her music on to study in grad school thinking I was not going to like it. I was like, you know, I'm just going to have some background music, whatever. I want to find out who this person is that's dating Elon at the time. And uh, same thing. Total life-changing experience. Made me feel like I was floating. I couldn't get enough of it. So Mm -hmm. I still, there are certain songs. I listen to Grimes every day. Mm -hmm. I know you do too. Mm -hmm. And there are still certain songs that get me every time. Oblivion symphonia we just talked about visions a minute ago that stuff gets me yeah reality like i don't always put it on but it does i have a youtube mix and it will come on and i'm like yeah all right like it gets me every time it's so good yeah it really is there's a reason y'all why we're responding to music the way that we do so listening to and performing music activates areas of the brain that are associated with memory reasoning speech emotion and reward so we'll talk more about that reward center later on but your happy chemicals are being released when you're listening to something like grimes that really gets you yeah There were actually two recent studies that were done. One was in the United States and the other one was in Japan. And it found that music doesn't just help us retrieve stored memories. It actually also helps us lay down new ones. And this was a Harvard study. So the the point of this podcast is we're not just going to talk about the emotional part. We're going to talk about the memories as well. I think it's just crazy when we look into what music does for us. Like, do you ever stop and think about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, before I was really into movies, TV, I was only music. Like, I went to school to study music. I wanted to be a music journalist. Everything, every waking moment was music and different genres of music. I played instruments. Like, it was my whole life. It is the most amazing medium 
more so than because it's way more up it's way more subjective i think in a lot of ways because it does trigger you to think about your own life and what you like instead of you know when you're watching a movie and you're watching something you're trying to pay attention to that not necessarily like think of things and it have it wash over you i have an unrelated question shoot you can play instruments did you go to band camp i did not bummer man i hung out with all those kids though (laughs) they were the best kids right yeah they were wild though some of them are wild band camp kids yeah what the heck i mean in the best way yeah Mm -hmm. you guys okay you survived those summers yeah like band camp yeah i was i hung out in the band hallway in high school i was i was adjacent i was theater i was a theater nerd so we and oh, yeah. did chorus, so that was like a crossover to band. But that makes sense. Yeah, no camp but, for me though. Sorry to get a soft drive. Um, <laughs> David Rubin is a specialist in autobiographical memory and oral traditions, and in his groundbreaking book *Memory and Oral Traditions*, he explains how epic stories like Homer's *The Iliad* and *The Odyssey* were passed down verbally using poetic devices. So mm-hmm. before narratives could be written down, they were chanted or sung, and oral tradition depended on memory. So those two things were intricately connected in the human brain, which is fascinating. Yeah. Well, I mean, people would go from town to town singing, you know, like advertising what they were selling. And that that was how you entertained people. That's how you got the word out about something. You made a song about it because not everybody could read. Exactly. And I loved that about about revisiting this because I was thinking about um, Gothic cathedrals, for example, part of why they were made to be so magnificent was because the average human couldn't read, but you could experience the glory of God regardless of your education level. Right. You walked into the cathedral, regardless of your belief system. It's pretty phenomenal to walk into one of those old school cathedrals. Absolutely. Even just a regular church, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times you, it, the structure and music a lot of times really affects you exactly it's you know when people say it's a spiritual experience there's a reason behind that so this next part comes from a professor of psychology at uc davis's center for mind and brain they say what seems to happen is that a piece of familiar music serves as a soundtrack for a mental movie that starts playing in your head Mm. it calls back memories of a particular person or place and you might all of a sudden see that person's face in your mind's eye Mm. i have a pretty specific example but when you heard that, do you have a song that you tie to a certain situation in your life that just hasn't left? So many. Like, I don't even think I could pick one. I have to, that's like something I have to sit and think about because so many. So, and, and a lot of sometimes like a group of, you know, music, whether it even came out at that time or not, it's just something that I found at the time is nostalgic of a, like an actual time period, not okay. just triggering a memory like just that feeling of being that age and where you are is all and smell too the smell of everything is all brought up just from hearing that song yes so two examples for my own life because like you i have a a thousand but the ones that hit me the strongest green days when i come around takes me right back to high school because green day was all we listened to Mm -hmm. and my chemical romance were all we listened to back in i was gonna say green day is a little like older school for you but i guess they did come out with american idiot around that time so that would have been like their resurgence 
Yeah, that would have been middle school for me. So of course we yeah. were still listening to it at that time. And then the second would be Grimes. So at the time that I discovered Grimes and I started making a memes page, which was fun because it was like all at once. And so yeah. I can remember I would drive up to my family's house a lot. They needed some support at that time with moving. And I would drive up all the time. It was about an hour drive to um, Grimes music. And mm -hmm. so um, a lot of her songs, Adore You, brings back really good memories of like driving in the summertime to my family's house every time I listen to it. It's that ingrained. Yeah. I actually, you know, I have so many, but I'll pick a Grimes song too, yeah. since, you know, that is our thing here. That's our right. Um, so Shinigami Eyes, every time I hear that song, I think of like, it was in January, like mm -hmm. right after Christmas. I think about like every time I hear the whole song, I think about the experience of being able to finally watch the video yeah. and being so excited. Even when I hear it for like, and you know, we've all heard it a billion times already, but it's still like when I hear the full part of the song, not just the hook, you know, I it reminds me of meeting you, me like really getting to build our friendship and fighting a whole other part of my life. So it, it kind of reinvigorates that when I hear that and shooting at me eyes. That's such a good point because I remember when it dropped because there was so much hype around it when it dropped. Oh yeah. It was a work day for you and I. Did you move yet? Were you still in LA? No, I was still in LA. Yeah, I remember. So it was earlier in the work day for you, but I remember I took a full on work break to like hit replay and dance to it in my office because we had waited so long. Yeah. Yeah, I I was still working from home. I was like literally at the part of my day where I was just like sending emails, but like had the, my phone out talking to everybody, getting ready for it. And I remember watching it and then like going back and freaking out with everyone. And it was just, and seeing all the posting, like I, I'm, I, I guess I'm nostalgic for just more from her. So when I hear that song, it it, it makes me want the rest of the album. I'm so glad you brought that up because some of my favorite moments the past couple years, when Grimes releases something and you're involved in the community, everybody goes crazy. So your DMs blow up, Instagram pages blow up, stories, posts, whatever about it. And as a fan, it's one of the most communal experiences. I think this song, I mean, Player of Games had already come out and I think I felt it a little with that, but I had gotten to know you guys a few you know, months longer. And that was like the bigger song. That was supposed to be like the first hit, in my opinion, Shinigami oh, yeah. Eyes. Um, but just that experience of being on the ride that it is to be a fan and seeing everybody come out of the woodwork, it was really fun. Yeah, it's it's such a communal experience. This next quote, um, or I should say this next research, bit of research that I want to share comes from BBC. It's often pop music that evokes memories from times in our lives early on. So, for example, um, my situation with Green Day, there's a reason why that's such an ingrained memory. It's because um, this music played in the background uh, whether we selected it or not during times in our life when we were growing up and developing as a teenager and so that became ingrained in your brain pop music tends to be in the moment so that's why pop music is around you whether you want it or not when you're in a, a brain stage of development and that's why that stuff becomes so ingrained in your brain wow 
Memories simulated or stimulated by music often come from certain times in our lives. Uh, most people tend to overly report memories from when they were around 10 to 30 years old. Yeah. Psychologists have called it the reminiscence bump. And that goes back to the quote before about how that tends to be pop music that you're listening to from 10 to 30. Music from the reminiscence bump period can be associated with more memories than music from other periods in your life. And alongside your brain development, our teenage years and 20s are especially important and exciting times in your life because you're experiencing things for the first time. And this all comes from psychology today. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that, as somebody that found her a lot older than those ages that we just threw out there, like, does it dwindle over time? I know, obviously, the memory as you age obviously isn't as agile, but... At the same time, do, like, does it slow down? Because I feel just in, as reinvigorated by finding her like I did when I found the Smashing Pumpkins as a teenager. You know? What a great point. Because, like you, I hadn't found anything in years that I was actually interested in. Like, any artists. Like, when you're in high school and you were, like, all about, like, the Smashing Pumpkins or Green Day mm-hmm. or My Chemical Romance, mm-hmm. whatever. And I hadn't experienced that since probably high school. Yes, I mean, I've found people I've let, you know, I've always liked David Bowie. It's just some, you know, there have been artists that are iconic with your genetic makeup, I guess, like who you've become. But I, I can say that finding her later was just as impactful as, as, and made me feel young, not just by the audience or what kind of music it is. I just felt, I felt younger and vibrant and youthful. Yeah same there's something about it that that triggers that in you i wonder what it is scientifically about grimes music or that ethereal style there's something in it that's addictive well just her pop her pop music in in general and i had never been like an edm person like maybe the closest i had ever been was like later smashing pumpkins nine inch nails oh yeah type stuff but i never really got into that before her at all now that you're saying that, I think the same. And I actually hadn't experienced any new music, but I have recently because of her DJ sets. Mm-hmm. And I've actually found stuff that I'm like, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bop. Yeah. She finds some interesting songs. And I I, I actually add most of the stuff from her DJ sets to my workout. Same. I, I like to listen to her DJ set in the background, even the parts where she's like, sorry. Sorry canadian her you know what i mean okay this brings us to music therapy music therapy benefits in dementia patients so generally greater happiness and socialization better relationships with family friends peers and staff calmer environment and improved behaviors are all benefits to music therapy yeah a lifetime ago i studied to be a music therapist and uh shadowed a jazz singer that had gone to my college, was an alumni. So I, I lived at her house in New York, like right outside New York. She had like huge house and I had my own like little apartment for seven weeks. And I kind of shattered her around. I like helped her with admin stuff, but also like was going to NYU to um, with, for the music therapy department. And they worked a lot with autistic kids. And that's kind of how I got into it, which is interesting because now I have an autistic child and like that kind of was a passion of mine um but 
it's so impactful like what music can do and what it can bring out of people especially people with mental issues you know and and severe people that can't even speak mm-hmm. when i was a clinical intern i interned at a psychiatric hospital which was a great experience that was always something that i wanted to work with i wanted to work with populations that generally um don't get the care that they need and deserve in my opinion and part of what they offered was a music therapy um class where you could show up after like I would teach groups for example and we would integrate art therapy and we would integrate um a music therapy group mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal because again yeah. it evokes so much emotion and listening to people share their experiences while listening to the music you can't deny it no and i i feel like it, in my particular situation with my son i found out a lot about him not just by like the youtube stuff he wanted like the youtube kid shows or oh, like yeah. disney plus movies like oh i want to watch that cuz otherwise i wouldn't know right so he picks he loves nightmare before christmas he's my child and he he picks jack's lament song and this is halloween all the time and he will full on become jack and do all the moves and the exact ones that he does in the movie. This is behavior that I've never seen him previously do. And he'll look in the mirror and like mouth the words exactly, like total lip sync. So it it actually has helped his development cuz he's able to express himself when he hears music that he likes. That's phenomenal and it reminds me of the videos that we've all seen floating around of um when Alzheimer's patients are shown or uh, are listening to music yeah or music videos and they do the same thing it, it taps into some part of your brain where you just come alive yeah it 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 it, it alleviates something yeah it's amazing also mm-hmm. i alluded to this earlier music boosts dopamine levels of course as we know dopamine is a chemical messenger that plays a role in how we feel pleasure so it also helps us to think and plan helping us strive focus and find things interesting evidence also shows that an aesthetic stimulus such as music can naturally target the dopamine systems of our brain that are typically involved in highly reinforcing an addictive behavior according to psychology today so if you look at the science of addiction it's hitting the same pleasure center which makes yeah. sense because i'm the type of person that like i can't get enough of music during the day if i hear silence and i think it's that right. addictive behavior yeah well it 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 became a habit right and it's a health there's habits that are healthy yeah. right so there's it's a habit and then it's become like with her in particular it like became a full on addiction with like just digesting everything she's done and it's not even just the music the interviews just anything she's ever been a part of you're like i just need to see more of you you have that thing that i want to see more of you know i felt that way with her interviews when i initially found them like i could not get enough no. on youtube yeah mhm and i kept watching i just i was so obsessed with them and even now when an interview comes out i'm like i got to watch it now like i can't wait till i'm home like i got to watch it now like whatever i'm doing it's yeah massive. the vanity fair ones she did recently where she like has the projector oh yeah yeah and like the big like david burn yeah. i'm talking head type blazer yeah um love that she's like <laughs> it's like eating her it is um <laughs> she she's I mean that when that came out I was like okay all right we're going to turn off Paw Patrol 
we're doing this right now on the big screen, not on my phone. Like we need to see this now. And they're so rare now that I feel like when something comes out with her, I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. Like we get new content. I know. You can't blame her. We've, we've talked about it on other episodes. You know, she is a full human outside of our parasocial relationships with her. Also a grown adult lady. Yeah. Like I'm, I wonder if she fans about anybody like we fan about her. Like, whose music do you think impacts Grimes? She's mentioned this before in a couple interviews, like when she reached out to Janelle Monet. Mm. And she said, I fangirled over her so bad. And I like made her fan art. And that's how she got her to come and, and collaborate with her on Venus Fly. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was yeah. a good interview. She She's her normal Grimes self in that interview. She's a normal Grimes self in every interview. Like, is there ever, like, yeah. a normal Grimes interview? I would be so sad if there was. It, yes, when she's not talking and just posing on the red carpet or something. Like, that's, like, a normal. <laughs> I like listening to her talk so much. I know. The interview for Vogue, um, was it? I, it may have been Vogue, but it was someone interviewing her at the Met Gala. And she's, like, towering over this because <laughs> she has those crazy boots on. Um, and she, the girl's like, I came here to see you. And like, even with the mask on, I felt like she was like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. shucks. You know, she has that, I think it's a Canadian thing, but it's very like humble and, you know, very happy to be there. And she was like, you know, she's like, what, what advice do you have? And she's like, do you like smoking? Cause there's smoking in the bathroom. And she's like, well, I don't. She's like, well, you can go in the bathroom or not. It's there. <laughs> I remember that because at the time I was DMing somebody and I was like, not Grimes talking about the bathroom on like an interview, a typical Grimes. It was like normal at first. And then she said that. And I was like, this girl doesn't know. No, don't bring up the bathroom. But I mean, it's just Grimes. Like, I would not want to watch it if she didn't say stuff like that. So. So if I interviewed her, I probably would, you know, we would anticipate that that kind of talk like that girl clearly did not expect that kind of response too so she was like yeah (laughs) you well you would expect that a grimes would show up like four hours late to the interview so it's like notorious for being late well if you think about the lex friedman podcast and she had to like push it back so much and then it was like midnight by the time they filmed it oh yeah well and what is that twitch guy where she was on it like that random dude hassan abi yeah yeah i had no idea who he was but she had like been trying to get on that for a while i guess during that whole thing she'd like canceled on him and yeah well i mean like i don't think he was nice to her that's a whole other conversation because I hated that live stream. I hated every part of it because of how uncomfortable Grimes looked because of yeah. his comments. And then he kept like trying to act like it wasn't his comments that were making her uncomfortable. Yeah, he was like gaslighting her. He was gaslighting her the whole time. And then Nadia finally shows up and you could see the relief on her face because she has somebody else to help her. I just, mm-hmm. I hated that live stream. Well, everything about it, like they knock over wine. It's like all awkward. And I'm I'm game for normal awkward. Yeah, but but this there, felt like forced awkward. It felt forced, and there's one moment that I ended up memeing, but it's not really that funny in in context. Where she says yeah. like, "What even is this?" She's like laughing and saying, "What even is this?" And you can almost feel the her going, 
what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, what am I doing here? Right, what am I doing here? And then finally things kind of get going when Nadia shows up, but I hope she never does that again. And then I know no. people that are like huge Hassan fans because he's a huge deal. He's a very big uh, streamer and a very big political figure. Political commentator, I should say. So I know people that are really into him who I think just say like, oh, this is his personality. It's your personality be rude? So for some people, I guess. I don't know, he's really dry and cold. That's how I... That wasn't for me. No. Not for right. me. Yeah. Well, I, I'm curious just in her peer group too, like whose music motivates her. Like I wonder if she gets fired up about Hana's music and you know, That's a good question. Curious. She talks about Doja Cat all the time. That's true. Yeah. And um, included blips of her talking like in the DJ set. Oh yeah. I'm a cow. I don't say meow. <laughs> We've gotten very off time. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking like sometimes I do back stretches, like you're on all fours and you're like doing like a cat stretch and then kind of a cow stretch. And I sing that song to myself. I'm like, man, I'm a cow. I don't say meow. <laughs> Bleep, I'm a cow. Yeah, I was like, I can't say <laughs> <laughs> Action tendency. Action tendency. Music often creates strong action tendencies to move in coordination with the music. So we want to dance. We naturally start uh, moving with it. Mm -hmm. We have foot tapping behaviors. Our internal rhythms, like our heart rate, tend to speed up or slow down and become one with the music. We float or we move with the music. That's Psychology Today reporting on that. So we feel the need to move with it. It, it does such interesting things in our brain, including Grimes. Yeah. I love dance. I always danced as a kid, so I always felt that from music, like that it's almost like primitive. Yes. It does feel that way. I, even with um if you think about like drum beats, drum beats are very pleasing to us. Mhm. Mm it's just beats, and I think that goes back to your heartbeat. Yeah, like just that. like the your the life flowing through you. And yeah. The music creates its own life and takes you and transports you to other places. Yes. All right. Consumer behavior. This is super interesting. If you are in the world of marketing, you know about this. Background music has a surprisingly strong influence on consumer behavior. So, for example, there was a study in 1999 that exposed con or customers in a supermarket drink section to either French music or German music. Hmm. The results showed that French wine outsold German wine when French music was played, whereas German wine outsold French wine when German music was played. What? I don't think I would vibe with German music. Like, French music is very, like, romantic and, I mean, unless it was, like, classical German composers or something, but I, I they're probably, in my mind, playing, like, German drinkings. That's what I'm, I'm <laughs> like, Oktoberfest? Like, yes, that's what I'm thinking, like, <laughs> Oktoberfest. Um, also, it alters time perception. Music is a powerful emotional stimulus that changes our relationship with time. Yeah. Time does indeed seem to fly when listening to pleasant music. Music is therefore used in waiting rooms to reduce the subjective duration of time spent waiting and in supermarkets to encourage people to stay for longer and buy more. This is a 2013 yeah. study. 
Yeah. Hearing pleasant music seems to divert attention away from time processing. Moreover, this attention-related shortening effect appears to be greater in the case of calm music with a slow tempo. Yeah. Quick side note, I had this happen to me today, MK. I was at the post office today. The post office is hell if you live in the United States. Unless you have a nice post office. I don't. It's (laughs) government bureaucracy hell. I have not been to a post office in years. I send, like, Grimes gift boxes and stuff occasionally. So I have to go to the freaking post office because it's expensive to send that stuff UPS, especially international. I'm not doing that. So I have to go to the post office, okay? Yeah. So I'm at the post office today, sending one of my cross stitches out. And here's the thing about the post office, MK, that you have not missed in a long time. There's, like, two clerks working and, like, 20 people in line every time I go. And it's dead quiet. <laughs> so, like, you... Like, like awkwardly dead quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Any movement you make, it's like everybody hears it. Yeah, it's very echoey. It's so echoey. So the lady mm-hmm. in front of me, I don't like it when strangers talk to me, okay? Like, I don't like it. Don't turn around and make funny comments to me in line. Like, I'm not that person. But she turned around to me, and it was so ironic, because she goes, it would be great if they played music or something to make the time pass. And I was like, "Yeah, lady, I'm talking about that tonight on the podcast. That's so interesting. Yeah, I never thought about the places like that where music isn't playing. Like, even school. Like, you don't have music playing all the time at school. Like, it drags on. That's a good point. It does drag on, man. Yeah, my son, he was like, do I have to go this long every day? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, man. <laughs> sorry. We all know how that feels at, like, 3 p.m. slump. Or, oh, man, being in school, being in high school, MK, and you're mm. like at two o'clock in the afternoon or 1 30 just watching that clock literally mm-hmm. yeah i don't remember the last time i actually watched a clock to have it hurry up same because we all have you know like i don't have my fitbit on or whatever but like there's no yeah. physical clock do you have a physical clock in your house no no does anybody i think some people do i've seen uh a few coworkers have like grandfather clocks or something in the background. They're older than me. I, my family like, <laughs> collects like actual clocks and I'm like, I don't want this when you're no longer here. Like, what am I supposed to do with them? They give them to you? Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna be in the will. And I'm like, I don't want this. Do they are are they like worth money? And I'm not talking about grandfather clocks, MK. I'm talking about like regular old wall clocks that used to look really cool, I'm sure, in the eighties. You know, okay, okay. If they have one that looks like a watch that has Mickey in it, like those Swatch clocks, that is cool, and I would no. get behind that. Or late neon, like LED lights or something in it, maybe something cool. But no, they're, they're not cool. They're I don't even know. I gotta like find a picture and show you. It's not cool. You're gonna get clocks. You're gonna get clocks. Someone's leaving you clocks, and you can't really argue. You can't be like, what else you got? Right. I don't know. Either they're going to sell for something or they're worth nothing. And I have a podcast room and like the whole back wall is like clocks. And if you don't know us from like the beginning, yeah, you're just like, why is this chick sitting there with clocks? Oh my God. It's like Beanie Babies. Somebody leaving Beanie Babies to you in a will. Did you have all of the Beanie Babies? Probably most of them. Same. Yeah. They're still at my parents' house. I think they have to be. Why don't you sell them? They're like worth so much money. Are they really? I thought that was like a myth. 
No, it, there's only certain types that are worth so much money. But if you yeah. had the OG Beanie Babies, like Royal Blue Elephants, one of them or whatever. Oh, I don't know if you, I had that. I don't know what I had and didn't have. But some of them are worth like thousands of dollars on like eBay. Wow. But I know you don't talk to your family. So there's no way yeah. to be <laughs> I mean... When when everyone is gone, they'll just be the house and Beanie Babies, I guess. They own a house. You know, it's like my brother and I would probably split whatever it is. Living there probably wouldn't be it's probably the greatest. But out. it's like all sorts of like, it's going to be like Stephen King book collection, Beanie Babies, maybe some records. Like they had a really awesome record collection. Do you have records? I had some in high school. I didn't have a record player though, MK. It was just like aesthetic to have records. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a record player? Those are like back in. I have one. It's an old one. It's like not great, but I got it like a Goodwill a couple years ago. Yeah. How many records? Did you uh, records? Probably, I don't know, 10, 15. Not much. I didn't really grow it like I should. It does sound better. Does it? Mm-hmm. It's true. It's not just a hipster thing. <laughs> I was like, I was that kid, and I like taped them to my wall. I'm not joking. I taped them to my wall. And I, I did school. too. But then, and I use like regular tape. So when oh, my parents you, with the record itself or in the case? No, 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 no. In the like the record. I took a. Why did I do this? I did. I had weird, dumb aesthetic ideas, and so when I was like 17, I took, I bought a bunch of records. They were like Alice Cooper records. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I loved Alice Cooper. <gasps> okay, that's something else we need to talk about later. I saw him in concert, MK. It was great in Nashville. <gasps> oh, my God. I was God. seven. Oh, I was my 17. God. It was great. I still love Alice. Anyway, I bought Ready. all of the records because, you know, whatever. And then I, like, taped some of them to my wall with actual tape. And so when my parents wanted to take them off when I went to college, it ripped wall. <laughs> Teenage stuff. Hey, that's their fault for trying to change your room. And yeah, and they painted it like a really ugly color and put like a rocking chair in it. Like, you're like, we're having another baby. You're out. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Thank God, no, though. I can't imagine having like another one of me. We both have brothers. Yeah. And I don't have any sisters, and I can't imagine having a female version of a sibling. I never thought about it that way. Like, I, I wanted a sister. But I never thought about, like, what that would actually be like. <laughs> People with sisters, let us know what it's like, because I feel like I would compare myself constantly. Oh, yeah, for sure. And depending if you're, like, twins or, like, older or younger, your dynamic is, like, weird, you know, depending on what. If you're the middle child, you're always jealous of the younger one, allegedly. I don't know. Allegedly. I feel like either it goes really, really well and you're like BFF, which is the movie version, or you yeah. hate each other and you're like mortal enemies for life and like she's hotter than you and you know it and she does cooler things than you and married up. Yeah. Than you. Oh, that would gut me. S same. I can't handle that. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's well, I mean, the media does it, too. It's not even like in the nuclear family setting either. You know, like we are pit against each other. Also true. For for the men, for the approval of the men. And I hate that. 
And I think you can't help but feel it as a human being in general, the level of competitive feelings that I have as somebody who's not a competitive person, like I don't care anything about competition with sports or whatever, but the level of competition you feel with other human beings, like to look a certain way or to like yeah. get ahead of everybody else is gross. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it also comes from like, if you have very narcissistic parents, you develop this need and constant need for approval and you're competitive with it because of that because you live to have that feeling so it's not only like a gender thing but being a woman on top of that makes it that much more worse you know because you're trying to get approval from everyone not just the men yeah and i imagine the sensitivity to disapproval is severe at times yeah and I even to this day have to keep myself in check at work because if something happens that somebody doesn't like, I have to check in with myself and be like, it's not me. It's not personal, you know, having a moment with myself to not spiral because it's triggering when someone doesn't like something that you do. Is it a personal attack? Do they not like me? Why don't they like me? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? I think one of the hardest parts about implementing boundaries, sorry guys, I'm plugging in my MacBook over here. One of the hardest parts about implementing boundaries for anybody is that you then have to deal with the fallout of people don't like the boundaries that you implemented, which then right. makes you question yourself. Is it like, is it me? Is that why they're so upset? And did I do something wrong? And you got to accept that they just didn't like yeah. the boundary. Yeah. And trying to circle this back to music, I think having those feelings and powerful feelings because, <clears throat> excuse me, music does bring back negative memories just oh, as it yeah. does positive ones. Yeah. So you can hear a song that triggers a time for you that's very unsettling. You feel really bad. Um, but it also could be reflective of that time too, just seeing what either you could or how the situation could have gone differently, how to make peace with it too. Like when, when you hear a song that triggers something, it can be cathartic. I think that's definitely true, especially the part about self-reflection. Yeah. So that's music, memory, and emotion. Hope you guys are reflecting on your own memories and emotions out there. And listening to Grimes. I'm listening to Grimes music. All right, guys, if you stick around, we'll have some more podcast episodes uploaded for you guys every week as normal. I'm Jen. This is MK. We'll see you guys next time. Good night.